Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. I am here with the queen of talk, Megan Strand. Hey Megan. Hey Joe. Now see, you're the queen because I'm the king. I guess so. You get that. Except we're not married, so so there's that. I know, so it's really awkward between us, you know? (laughs) But you are the queen of talk, that's for sure. You know what I mean? Because you're always talking to me, you're always talking to me on the show, and then afterwards you're talking to me all the time, so you are definitely the queen of talk. Okay. I'll give you that. That's right. Absolutely. Hey, so, you know, I love this show because we have an international show today. I know. It's just like, and we had a great time at the Cause Marketing Forum with a bunch of people that came internationally to come to the conference to learn. And it was really interesting. And some folks that we uh, met there have actually a representative on the line with us today, Marco Crespo, who is business director for Eden. Center Institute in Brazil. Hey, Marco, what's happening? Hi, hi, everyone. Hi, Joe. Hi, Megan. Great to be here. Thank you very much for being here. Now, Marco, why weren't you at Cause Marketing Forum this year? Yeah, it, I, I had an international trip like yeah. during, during the same time. I was in Europe, so I, we sent you know, two special uh, folks from our team to represent us down there. Those so. two people you sent were crazy. Were crazy. I never seen yeah. two people dance so much in my whole life. What about you, Megan? <laughs> they were awesome. Yeah, they were great. They did a great job and they represented your organization and your country very well. But that's we're hoping... I didn't know about the party, but you know. That's yeah, great. see? See, that's the thing. <laughs> no, you didn't know about You're that. You're getting I people in trouble. Yeah. See, that's why he went to Europe instead. I he guess. Said, you know, the, but he didn't realize that the fun was in Chicago. But they yeah, probably came back. Yeah. They probably came back from Chicago and were like, oh, it was a terrible conference. You should definitely just send so us boring. back yeah, next exactly. year so we can enjoy yeah. ourselves. But it was, a, it was a great time anyways. Now, Marco, one of the things that's great about having you on the line is not only um, are you in Brazil and you're a cause marketer, and you're working for an organization that does some incredible work with uh, cause marketing, but you have also spent a good amount of time in Boston, so you really understand the Boston accent. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can get like fifty percent now after three. That's a, that's that's, right. that's better than I can do, Marco. So you're doing <laughs> pretty right. well. That's right. That and what brought you um, uh, to Massachusetts? Was it uh, school? Yes, yes. I actually did my MBA at Harvard Business School. So I congratulations. Spent two years yeah, yeah, great time. Yeah. My daughter was born there, so pretty nice. Awesome, awesome. And you got to experience, I hope, a classic New England winter. Yeah, well, it's like coming from Brazil, it was pretty unique, I would say. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Very different winters there, that's for sure. Yeah. So um, tell us, Marco, about, uh, you know, first thing I want to know about, because I know uh, most of the people probably listening to this call uh, have not heard of your organization. But one of the things I was impressed by when I first learned about it is in Brazil, you folks are a very big organization. Can you mm-hmm. tell me about it? Yeah, so uh, in Brazil, I think would say I could say that we are the largest, you know, education nonprofit down here, mm-hmm. and uh, the way we work is in partnership with the the government to support, you know, to improve the quality of public education down here. And uh, through the work we do, we're able to reach around 1.8 million kids 
uh, and young people down here, uh, and we are presenting like in 20% of all the cities in Brazil, which is around you know 700 cities in 19 states. So it's a pretty you know uh, uh, good footprint. And uh, in terms of fundraising, since we have you know this big footprint, we also need a lot of funds to to make it work. So yeah, we're pretty pretty big down here. And can can you explain to everyone who Ayrton Senna was? Yes, of course. So uh, Ayrton Senna, it's it's known as the the best, you know, Formula One driver at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, you know, three times champion, worldwide champion, and uh, he passed away 20, 21 years ago now uh, in a car in a in a in a crash accident in Imola during a Grand Prix. So he's probably, you know, the most well known sportsman here in Brazil and 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 uh, and a big hero and a big hero not only here but also, you know in all the countries that follow Formula One. Mm. And his you know, sister started the Institute, correct? Yeah, yes, yes. So the Institute started from, you know, uh, a small conversation that, you know, Ayrton and Viviani, who is our president and, and founder, uh, had just, you know, a month before the accident. He said that instead of just making, you know, donations to different causes, he would like to do something that was actually special, that will give opportunities for every kid here in Brazil, something that he had when he was a child because he was a Formula One driver and he was able to be a champion because he had opportunity from his family and, and from school in some way. So they, they didn't, they were not able to, you know, finish that conversation because the accent, you know, took away uh, Ayrton from us. But Viviani and the family decided to pursue this dream and created this beautiful organization. That's awesome. So tell us how how big is the organization, both in in, in money raised and people power. So we we have around you know 120 people here, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, people that work with us, uh, full time employees, and we also mm-hmm. have you know around 60 people that work in the field, you know, giving support to the schools that we that we support. Uh, and in terms of funds. We now, now we, I think last year we had, you know, 45 million reais in revenue, uh, oh. which is just for, for people from the U.S. to understand is something around 20 to 25 million uh, U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Of course, it depends on the exchange rate. And nowadays the exchange rate for us is not that good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, and we also, through those years, we were able to create an endowment fund of around, you know, 120 million uh, AIs, which is around you know sixty to seventy million dollars as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in, in Brazil, you folks are the organization. It sounds like you folks are the the big dog uh, when it comes to nonprofit organizations in Brazil. Certainly one of the biggest. Yeah, I would say one of the biggest. I think in terms of we we have bigger organizations in health. Of course, have mm-hmm. hospitals and all those yes. uh, kind of organizations. They have a much a much much bigger you know uh, income and expense, but. In terms of education, I could say we are like probably one of the three largest ones. Now, talk a little bit about how you partner with companies because you've done some really mm. innovative partnerships. But talk a little bit about how those corporate partnerships started and where you're trying to move them to. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of the revenue that we get, we have you know we we, we part of it comes from the royalties from you know the Ayrton Senna brand and Senna brand, and we also have a cartoon that Ayrton created called Seninha, which goes to television. Uh, we have, you know, the, the cartoon presented in Discover Kids, for example, which is a, a big network mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for young kids. And, uh, but but w- the revenue stream that is growing, you know, year after year, it's what we 
we of course we're discussing here is the cause marketing partnerships mm, and yep. it, it started uh, a long way ago with you know a credit card that we uh, developed with uh, uh, Citibank uh, mm -hmm. at the moment, which is the international bank. Now it uh, was bought, the operation was bought by the largest Brazilian bank here. And it was a, a, a partnership where, you know, a share or a small share of all the, you know, the transactions from the customers uh, uh, was, you know, donated to to the foundation. And this is probably now like a, a fourth of, of, of the revenue that we have, you know, uh, 20 to 25 percent of the revenue. And this is growing. We have, you know, many other partnerships uh, that connect. You know, the idea is that we can, you know, be present in the in the business model of, of all our partners. And this will create a differentiation for them to their customers in terms of, you know, products and services. So credit card is one. We now created a, a big partnership with Allianz, which is an insurance company and every insurance here in Brazil, uh, generates revenue to the foundation, to the institute as as well. And uh, with 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 that, we are we are expanding to other financial products. I think this is something that it's it's pretty good, especially in Brazil with with the margins for for those services. So there is a big opportunity to create differentiation and 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 and, and generate revenues to 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 nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, Megan and Mako, I think it's kind of interesting that um, that the the first major program that you folks did was very similar to the first program that was launched here in the United mm -hmm. States, mm -hmm. the American Express program to benefit the Statue of Liberty, which was back in 1983. But they did the same type of thing in that they had a credit card and obviously American Express and then a percentage from every sale for a certain period of time uh, went to support the restoration of the Statue of Liberty. So it's interesting that you folks, uh, you know, launched it on a similar model. Well, the other yeah. thing that's interesting is that it's still going, right? Your credit card program is still going. I, that's astonishing to me. I feel like, do you see that very often, Joe? No, you know, I mean, that's the thing is it's it's kind of interesting too that 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 um, they're using something that is in many, you know, obviously very basic and something that was right from the beginning and traditional. But the fact that they're not looking at it as a campaign mm -hmm. and a, more of a long-term effort is really great and important. And it actually reflects a really forward thinking too, right? In terms of how you should be doing cause marketing, not these month-long programs, but something that happens throughout the year. Yeah, it, it was it, it was super interesting. I came from you know a consulting background, and when I arrived here and saw the indicators for for the credit card, I was like surprised because I've never seen you know such a retention and mm. uh, and for credit cards and for those companies, it's important that you know you keep the client for for a long time because it costs a, a lot to to bring those guys. Right. And we now have around you know one hundred twenty thousand customers uh, who has you know our own credit cards. So it's mm -hmm. it's pretty. Nice. That's great. You know, one of the things I was curious about is the programs you just described uh, for me would fall under, at least for me, like a percentage of sales program, right? You know, you buy something or you do something and a certain percentage goes back to a good cause. The really big programs here in the States are what we call point of sale programs, which are charity pinups, donation boxes, roundup programs, and stuff like that. And when Ishmael was speaking in Chicago, he was saying that there aren't, those programs really haven't taken off uh, yet in Brazil. And I was wondering, Marco, if you would confirm that. Yeah, yeah, this is what drives me crazy every day. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know all the money in those programs, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Cosmic Informed does their annual report. I mean, what was this this year, Megan? It was like 
$388 million or something like that from the top 60 plus programs. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, and, and living in the U.S. for two years and being, you know, uh, asked about donations every time I went to, you know, a uh, uh, checkout. So it was, mm -hmm. it was in coming here and seeing that this is not, you know, taking off. It, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty hard, but we're working. I think we're part of the solution. So we're working hard to, to make that happen. And in Brazil, there is a, a big issue with tax and with technology because, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of, you know, changes in the way people think. But especially, I think it's more a changing behavior for, you know, for the, for the company, for the, for the marketing guys and, and for, you know, also marketing agency. I think everyone needs to understand there's a, there's a huge potential and there's a lot of benefits, you know, to their brands. And they, didn't have, they don't have to, you know, uh, get money from their own pockets. It's just, you know, making sure that they, they can leverage the scale and they can yes. leverage the, uh, their, the, the fact that they connect with millions and millions of customers. I think we're not there. Yep. But we are, we are, I think we are progressing and we are, in, we're proud to have, I think we'll have, you know, a better view uh, of this opportunity next year or so. Well, isn't there an organization, something like the Roundup Institute in Brazil, that's trying to roll this out on a more systematized format? Yeah, yeah they're working, I think they're working for, you know, three years now and they were good, really good in terms of developing uh, the, the the network in each state. Each state has a different law, so you have to mm. you make careful in terms of how much money you can donate. Mm -hmm. But the challenge for them, I think, is that they don't have a big brand behind. Mm. So when right. you go to you know, check out actions, uh, you need to have a big brand in terms of the nonprofit. So that's where they're 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 facing a big challenge. And now we are partnering with them to bring you know this brand positioning to 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 the program. And I mm. think now with that uh, with that partnership, I think. Uh, we'll have a win-win situation where you know they can benefit from our brand. We can have a, a big share of what we're of what they will collect. So mm -hmm. there's 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 certainly an opportunity, but I think they're working hard, but they didn't get there yet. They're not there yet. Yeah. No, yeah. No. I think that'd be well, interesting to watch. Well, do yeah. you think you know what I'm curious too, Marco? Is how do you think the consumer sees point of sale programs in Brazil? Do they see them? Do they view them with kind of maybe they just don't know anything about them, so they don't want to uh, donate if they do see one? Or do they view programs like that with a little bit of suspicion, which I could certainly see happening in some countries? Yeah, I think that's why the the brand of the organization is super important because mm. we know. They, since they know uh, the the Urban Center Institute, it's it's much easier for them to contribute. And it's not that we don't have any programs. Just mm -hmm. to, to make a correction, we have two programs that goes connected to point of sales activities. One is with a drugstore, where instead of asking for a donation, they sell a magazine, and and all the revenues from that magazine goes to to two organization. One mm -hmm. it's our organization, and the other one is a it's a cancer uh, hospital mm -hmm. uh, down here. So this is kind of an act like a. a a point of sale campaign is not round up or asking donations, but it's something that happens there. And another uh, uh, partnership that we just created is uh, bringing to Brazil the the PayPal strategy of Roundup. So yeah, we are right. we are the organization uh, here in Brazil that is supported by this you know worldwide uh, campaign from PayPal. Could you also talk a little bit about your shell campaign because that really it's not point of sale. But at least watching the video, you guys had, had done a post for our Global Voices blog. Um, but at least there, you're still kind of soliciting consumers and trying to get them to upgrade to a different fuel type. And you're having to kind of be there explaining why they should do that. So 
any lessons learned there? Maybe you could explain the program first and then share if yeah, there so, have been lessons so, learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, to, to make it uh, clear. So the, 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 the partnership is we invite customers to, you know, instead of putting their regular gas, they put up a premium gas, which is a gas with, you know, additives and, and some lubricants. Mm -hmm. And with that, a share of, you know, that that revenue goes to directly to the foundation. And the idea is that once the customer is in the gas station, you can, you know, address the guy and, and ask them to, you know, to move to a different. And in Brazil, it's a little bit different because different than from than the U.S. In the U.S., you usually don't have anyone helping you put the gas, right? It's just, mm -hmm. you know, do it yourself. In Brazil, it's it's not that like that. So we have you know someone filling up your car with gas. So the guy, this guy, has a, a important role in convincing the driver to move mm. from the regular gas to the yeah. premium gas. Right. Yeah. So, it's basically a cashier, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're dealing with a cashier. Anytime someone has that type of interaction with the customer, it's valuable, and it's some. I mean, I'm really impressed that they're taking advantage of that. Yeah, and, and it's pretty pretty impressive. We did some you know experiments where we started in the in the gas station during the morning with like twenty percent of the the of the mix of the premium gas, and once we started to making this activation, we end up with like sixty to seventy percent. So uh, which increased a lot the profitability of the organization of the gas station. So it's it's good for for everyone. But now we're we're discussing with our partners if we should you know keep as a campaign. Should we go with uh, like all all year long in terms of creating you know this as a differentiation for the for the premium gas during the whole time? So this is as you said at the beginning. I think this is probably where we're we're moving you know the partnership to to create something that is unique for the premium you know premium gas for them. Mm. No, and that's a great that's a great program. What what types of what kind types of things have you learned? Because one thing that you've done with that campaign, or at least on the video that I saw as you were giving people like a different colored uh, air valve cap to put on their, or you put them on their tires when they donated as a little mark of dis differentiation. So what did you learn from that campaign, Marco? Yeah, so I think the, the biggest learning is that, you know, you have to communicate at all levels. I think this is, this is super important in terms of creating any kind of, of, of cause marketing campaign because there are so many ways it could go wrong. So we can have you know a great strategy in uh, in the in the headquarters, but then if you know if the guy that is filling up the gas doesn't know or doesn't tell the customer, it's all didn't it didn't work. So you have to you know bring communication to the point of sale, also to make sure that even though the guy doesn't communicate that well, you know the customer will see and the customer will be impacted by the action. So I think if 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 we can say I think two things, it's like one engage everyone mm -hmm. from the top management to you know the guy. On the on the on the on the point of sale, and also you know communicate, communicate, and communicate. I think this mm -hmm. is like you know big takeaways, and that's why this partnership is it's super important for us because they're doing everything uh, correct. Like they're communicating well, they're doing you know going to social media now and engaging people. Because with that, we also curated you know a book done by you know the the internet guys. So the idea is that people will help us to create a book that will be distributed to to the school. So it's kind of a having the fun. Uh, on one hand, but also people will make a real impact in terms of contributing to something that will become a real, uh, real thing. Very cool.
Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a, you know, and one thing I wanted to follow up on too is like, and and to get back to the companies that are actually getting engaged with cause marketing and stuff is what where's that state with them? Like, I think you know, in a lot of ways, companies kind of go through this process with cause where they start with like, you know, oh, this is something that we should be doing, and you know, maybe the next stage is, hey, this is something that's good for us. You know what I mean? And in terms of CSR benefits, and then they finally get to that stage where it's like, wow, this is really, you know, this is not only is this the right thing to do, but it's really good for business too. And I think a lot of companies here in the United States are kind of at that further end where they're starting to realize that cause is something that needs to be embedded in their business. And it's something that they can certainly profit from while helping the world. Where do you think Brazilian businesses are on that continuum? I think, I think the the customers are already there. I would say mm-hmm. so. We, we have research saying you know that ninety six percent of customers in Brazil would like to buy a would prefer a product that has a cause uh, related to it, and like fifty five percent would like to pay more for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and Marco, your audience, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, it's very young too. Yeah, what do you mean in terms of our audience? Well, in, ter- in, in terms of the audience, the people of Brazil, the, the trend down there is a younger population rather than an older population, which is what yeah. you find here in the United States and other types of yeah. countries. Yes, I think, I think here, like if, if I could say that the millennials are playing a big role in terms of uh, either consumption, but also in terms of workforce. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, the companies, uh, going back to, to your question, like they're – they're realizing that if they wanted to engage with those new customers uh, and with their new employees, they have to do something different. And mm-hmm. uh, and I think cause marketers just play a, a super important role in, in bringing those two, you know, uh, situations together because you can, you know, make something that is profitable, but at the same time having a positive impact in society. Not only, you know, creating something is just, you know, CSR and you don't you only tell that on your annual report, but actually bring your your impact in your cause to your business, to your business yes. model, and making that as a differentiation to those customers. So that's awesome. I think, I think yeah. We're getting there. Where do you see? Where are you hoping to take your corporate partnerships in the future, Marco? So we, I, I, I'm a, a, a defend. I, I defend a lot this this kind of partnerships. We were, you know, this kind of partnership was, I would say, you know, twenty five to thirty percent of our total revenue. Now it's already fifty five percent. Wow, and I think and I think is it just get bigger because you know there's there's limitless. I think what what's really nice is that uh, with cause marketing we're just you know going for a different you know it's like we're fishing you know in terms of corporate fundraising in a pool, and then mm-hmm. you just look you know and there's a big ocean because we're now accessing you no know, marketing funds which is just you know uh, infinite if you, if if we can <laughs> say. Mm-hmm. When we look at this and we can create something that will actually increase the margin and increase profitability from our partners, it's just like a big win-win. So I think there's probably, you know, when I look, when, when I have this discussion with my team in terms of what would be the, you know, the target for next year, I just look at the U.S. at the examples that you guys mentioned and say, you know, guys, like 400 million is not, it's, it's, it's not impossible. So we should, mm-hmm. we should, for, we should look for that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you think? Do we need do we need to bring Cause Marketing Forum to Brazil? I think I think we we have to. <laughs> I know. We gotta have we gotta have a conference. Uh, CMF you know, Brazil, I'm in. I, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, I would be more than happy to send Megan there, so that That's she could lay the groundwork for all this and and become annoying in a whole different language. 
right? I yeah, mean, there's no, incredible opportunity nice, there. <laughs> Maybe you I, could I, even speak the language if there are no R's at the end of words. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, do they have any conferences? Do they have any cause marketing conferences down? Do, do they have something fabulous like Cause Talk Radio or a, a wonderful blog called Selfish Giving down there? <laughs> no, we don't. Well, unfortunately, we don't have it yet. I think, uh-huh. I think we, yeah. yeah. We, there's a there's a big opportunity to to increase this the the awareness of cause marketing. We're we're doing cause marketing, but we're not talking a lot about cause marketing. We're trying to be you know discuss it in other marketing forums. We're we're having we we will have you know a presence is now in a big one uh, in August. But it's it's where it's cause marketing in the marketing discussion, but not you know a hundred percent you know cause marketing you know forum or even. I think we really need that to 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 bring the discussion to the right priority. Great. Well, we've been given our marching orders, Joe, so we've got to well, create you know, a conference in Brazil. I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to change my name to Jose Aguas and, <laughs> and head to Brazil. Yeah, Expect, know, to, I don't think that's going to do it for you because they, they speak Portuguese in Brazil. I know I should have read those show notes you sent over. Oh, Joe, you're so <laughs> right? funny. Hey, Marco, this is so fantastic to talk to you. If people want to learn more about Ayrton Senna Institute, how can they do that online? Yeah, they can go to, you know, ayrtonsenainstitute.org.br uh, or you guys can, you know, talk to me on, 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 on LinkedIn and on, on Twitter. Like it's at Crespo Marco for Twitter and on LinkedIn is just Marco Crespo. You can find me and we can have, you know, any discussion you guys want. Excellent. Thank you so, so much for joining us, Marco. And how about you, Joe? Where can people find you? Well, uh, folks can find me on Selfish Giving. I'm also going to link to the post that I wrote after the Cause Marketing Forum on my international panel that I did, which was excellent. And uh, people can find me minute to minute on uh, Twitter at Jose Aguas. I mean Joe Waters <laughs> for the time being anyways. And, uh, and finally, of course, you can find me on Pinterest.com. Uh, uh, front slash Joe Waters, and I do have an international cause marketing board that you should check out of uh, some great campaigns. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And you can find show notes for today's show, of course, on Joe's blog, SelfishGiving.com, as well as CauseUpdate.com. And, of course, to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio and not miss an episode, you can do that in iTunes. While you're there, please leave us a review. Let us know if you like today's show. And on behalf of Marco and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time.